but I want us to look at from the outside looking in. Do you, do, do you want that to be you? Have you ever been there before? You was on the outside and you were looking in. And you wanted to be a part of what you were looking at, but you weren't invited. Or for some reason you could not partake of it. Some of my childhood ch- uh, uh, friends remember a time that uh, Daddy Duran decided to let Sam know who was the boss. And they heard me le- hearing his witnessing as he was taking care of business. Because the windows were open. They said, I heard you crying, Sam. So? I heard them outside playing. Because <laughs> I was on the I was looking outside my window, wanting to be outside playing with them. But because I did not listen to my dad's report, I could not enjoy the blessing of playing outside. Tell your neighbor, obedience is better than sacrifice. But my father had to discipline his child because his child was not obedient. And therefore, I had to give up going outside. (laughs) But I'd rather have been outside. Or maybe you might have been a day late and a dollar short going to a party, going to some event, and you just could not get in. And you see everybody inside having a good time, shaking hands, having a swell time, and they tell you all about the party. You mad because you didn't get in. You're on the outside looking in. Or maybe you heard the report. You received the invitation, but you just put it off to the side said, it's not going to be that great. And then after you hear again, everybody tells you how great it was and how you should have been there. And you're like, really? That's what happened? I got the invitation, but I just didn't go. You see, what I'm trying to point out in our lives is that God speaks to us and gives us a word. And his word is true. But the problem is that we don't always believe what we hear and trust more what we see. And we miss out on receiving what he has, which in return has us on the outside looking in. In 2 Kings uh, 7th chapter, we look at God using this mighty prophet Elisha. Elisha followed after Elijah. So yes, it sounds similar, but they're different, but yet two powerful men of God. Elisha has the most recorded miracles of a prophet. All in just two chapters. I mean, come on, somebody. He flowed an axe. He made angels come out of nowhere. He, he, so he's just able to increase things, make it stop, do everything. He is just, all this within two chapters. Elijah goes off in a fiery chair, and they say, you know, Elijah is wrecking the house. He received a double portion. And yet, he is only mentioned a short while, even in this book, but made a big impact. But also we see in this text a king that's wicked. More wicked and just, I'm sorry, not as wicked as Ahab, but almost as wicked. Come on, somebody. Y'all, y'all don't catch that. Uh, you, you say, who's Ahab? Okay, let me say Jezebel. He's as bad as his mommy and his daddy. All right, he had bad examples. Come on, somebody. You have bad examples, you're going to get some bad, you're going to get people following your bad example. He did one thing good. He said he took down the idols of Baal, but Baal was still up in there. Come on, somebody. Some of us need to grab hold of it. Some of us are take some stuff down, but we haven't took it out. 
I'll say that again. Some of y'all, I'm, 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 I'll slow down. Hold on. Some of you have took some stuff down. Posters, deleted some emails, but it's still all up in your heart. And you have not taken it out. And it's slowing you down. It's weighing you down. As you're on the outside looking in. I'm just going to read verses 1 through 4. But I'm going to tell you the story. Is that all right? Elisha replied, listen to this message from the Lord. Who's this message from? Who's it from? Who's it from? Come on, somebody. Yes, say it with authority. Hallelujah. This is what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow, in the markets of Samaria, five quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver, and ten quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. That's the same price, somebody. The officer assisting the king said to the man of God, that couldn't happen even. Mm, watch out, somebody. If the Lord opened the windows of heaven, even if the Lord opened up the floodgates of heaven, he said, this is not possible. But, Elijah replied, "Uh uh-oh, there's a but. You will see it happen with your own eyes, but you won't be able to eat any of it. Now, there were four men (laughs) with leprosy. Sitting at the entrance of the city gates. Why should we sit here waiting to die? They asked each other. We will starve if we stay here. But with the famine in the city, we will starve if we go back there. So we might as well go out and surrender to the Armenian army. If they let us live, so much the better. But if they kill us, we would have died anyway. So I want to stop right there. I want to point to our attention. First and foremost, can I set the setting for this? The characters we have here. God is always the main character. When you read your Bible, God is always the main character. Tell your neighbor, God is the main character. And, 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 and sometimes you don't see his name mentioned. He's always the main character. This, this book is his story. Come on, somebody. And so we see God talking to Elisha. But Elisha is speaking in response because the king wants to kill him. Why does the king want to kill him? Because there's a famine. Why is there a famine? Because the king's wicked. But who'd he blame? The man of God. But the man of God speaks for God. So his problem is not with Elisha. His problem is with God. I'm here to let you know, if you get mad at me, your problem ain't with me. So, so believe you, I won't lose any sleep. So cast this here. Neither did Elisha. Elisha said, he's trying to come kill me. Go close the door. Just go back in a few verses in the chapter 7. He said, go close the door because the man's going to come and kill me. Why is he going to come kill me? Catch this. The Armenian king first wants to kill Elisha because Elisha hears what he says in his own bedchambers. That went over somebody's head. This is before uh, those microphones that you can put Real small on people's walls. This is before those little cameras the size of a button. He was hearing directly from God. Because God is able. And God's able to protect his people. And so therefore he told the king that the Armenian king had a trap. 
Y'all mean in King says, how do they know this? When, a pro- when the people say, a prophet hears from God in your bedchambers, and he knows what you're going to do before you do it. He said, well, go kill that man. He sent a whole host of army. He's chilling in Samaria with his people. His people are scared. They said, look, there's a whole army around us. He said, God opened up his eyes. He opened his eyes, and, Eli- and Elisha told him, there's more with us than against us. Because he saw a whole fiery chariot of hosts of God's angels surrounding, let them know, I got you covered. Tell, 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 tell your neighbor, God got you covered. And, and, and look at what he did. The army came, risen, and then look, look what Elijah did. Elijah prayed, said God blind them. He blinded them. He took them into, into captivity. He, he delivered them to the king. The king said, so we kill them. Why will you kill those who you did not trap? So he sent them back, and there was peace in the land. But now sometime later, another king decided, I'm going to besiege the camp. And he besieged the camp. Why did they besiege the camp? They do this for a couple of reasons. There's no water. So if they get around the camp, you can't come out and get water. You're going to start drying up. And you see a famine came into place. The donkey head would cost some money. Who cares about a donkey head? You see what I'm saying? It was so bad, they're talking about a donkey head. That's like you're so hungry, you're talking about eating an earthworm. And somebody's going to charge you to eat that earthworm. You understand what I'm saying? It was that bad that, that they, they were looking for anything to eat. Somebody said, well, I can make a profit so I can buy me some more stuff. So I'm going to sell you a donkey's head. Some of y'all get on the way home. And so it's so bad that, that the king on his daily walk on the wall is having a good time. A woman comes up to him. King can help you. King trying to be generous. Oh, let me help you. You want from my wine? You want from my flour? No. I want you to give me another meal. <laughs> Because I cooked my son because I was bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray by this other woman who agreed. I cooked my son first. Come on, somebody. You know some people like that. You go first, and they don't go after you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, y'all, see, y'all not talking to because y'all the ones who do it. I see. I see. I, I, I got my eyes on you now. And so she was set up, cooked her son. They ate and were married. And now she is upset because she doesn't get her, they're her son. Look how desperate it is. Desperate people do desperate things. Desperate people do desperate things. The king hears his rents his clothes because his kingdom's falling apart. He says, go kill Elisha. He sends the messenger. Elisha, close the door so the messenger cannot come in. And says, you tell, thus saith the Lord, Jehovah, God, by this time tomorrow. Is God an on-time God? Come on, somebody. And he says, by this time tomorrow, he says, by this time tomorrow, I know you are going through hardships. I know it's going through pain right now. But the word of God says, by this time tomorrow, he is going to open up the floodgates of heaven and you will be blessed beyond your understanding. So much so the messenger, the assassin, he says, this is not possible. Some of us have seen some impossible situations in our lives. But I I want you to understand the word of God. The word of God can speak those things that are not as those that they are is, as it is present speaking. If you do not understand, I'm going to get to that later. I'm going to jump ahead of myself, but that's the word of God. But look what happened here. He did not believe. And so he says, but you, but you will see it, but will not eat any of it. In other words, he says, but you will be on from the outside looking in. There's something to look at that there. On the outside, looking in. uh, Thank you, Holy Ghost. Uh, You you remember the ten virgins? Five wise, five foolish. 
Five got in. Five was on the outside looking in. Y'all with me here? Mm, I'm going to leave that alone. That's another sermon. Here we go. So look how the story picks up. God is a humorous guy. How's he a humorous guy? Look at this. This is a funny story. This story is funny. It goes to four lepers. Four lepers are the heroes. Y'all see that? If y'all haven't read it yet or y'all didn't pay attention, that's all right. I'll catch you up. Four lepers are the heroes. I'm telling you ahead of time. It's all right. It's all right. We see movies like that. You already know what's going to happen. Four lepers are the heroes. I'm lost, y'all. Y'all don't know what a leper is. A leper is the one who's an outcast, deprived. Nobody touches them. Nobody talks to them. They don't care for them. They're not in the city. They're outside the city, but they save the city. Four lepers are the heroes. The forgotten, the despised, the cut off are the heroes. The ones nobody else cares about, but those who are close to them are the heroes. But look what happens. They become traitors. You heard the the saying, death before dishonor? And they decided I'd rather dishonor than death. Because we're going to die anyway. Come on, somebody. Have you ever been so down, death might have been staring in your face? Or you see whatever your situation is staring in your face, you know it seems it's going to happen, so you accept it and you want it to come as quickly as possible. Look, look, they're probably living outside of the gates because friends were bringing them food. But since there's no food on the inside, there's no food coming outside. And they said, well, we're going to die anywhere. We can die here or we can die over there. I think over there is better. Why is over there better? Because that's the arm they can to get us. And if they can't get us, they must have some supply to sustain them while they're outside this camp. So we might as well go to them. But we're not going to go at daytime. We get shot. Come on, somebody. You see an enemy walking up at daytime? Shoot him. Boom. Okay. So they said, we're going to go at the twilight so he can sneak up. Wait, there's nobody here. Hey, nobody? We're not going to die. We might live. Look at this food. They were eating to their food. It was an all-you-can-eat buffet. And then they said, looky here, all these riches. We're going to keep this for ourselves. Have no home, have no house, but they are hiding the gifts that are in front of them in other tents. Look at the text. They went from tent to tent hiding the stuff that was already there in plain sight. Y'all didn't catch that, did y'all? That's like you going to your own room and moving your pillow to the other bed and say, I'm going to put it over here. It's still in the same place. It's in your room. But they have to let they got something. They have nothing. And then once they got so greedy, realized they could not do anything with it, it hit them. Oh, we better go tell somebody. We saw something wicked falls upon us. Some of us are late like that. That things get so good to us that we forget to think about somebody else. We are so consumed how bad it is for us. We want to make ourselves better. We don't concern how we can make it better for somebody else. But the lepers... Since it finally came to them, and they went and told. Now, look, look who they went to. They went and told the gatekeeper. Hey, gatekeeper, gatekeeper, go tell somebody. Somebody go tell somebody. Finally makes the king. King is questionable. Say, this is a trap. This is a trap. Why would he think this is a trap? Because it could be. We see that happen in Judges. In Joshua, it was traps that they would set out camps and leave it open for people to come in and trap them. God used that, used that trick with Joshua. He had this camp come out and then disperse. The people said, oh, we got them. And then Joshua came from all sides and sworn them and defeated the enemy. So they're aware that this could be a trap. So first, I'll send you out to go look. They went out to go look and says, man, 
look at this. They, they left in a hurry. Now, look how they left in a hurry. Tell your neighbor, God works all things out for your good. Tell them again, God works all things out for your good. Now, let's look at how he works all of these things out. Now, some of y'all might get mad at me, but it's in the Word, so get mad at me if you want. But don't get mad at me. Get mad at God. Here it is. One, a, a woman ate her child. The king hears about it, gets mad, wants to assassinate the man of God. The man of God hears of it, tells him, well, thus saith the Lord, that this day tomorrow you will have all this food. These lepers happen to find a camp that is empty. Why is that camp empty? Because God works all things out. He works all things out. Look at it. The, the, the six is out. A voice from somewhere scared this army to flee, thinking Egypt came after them. And they leave everything behind. They not, not leave their tents up, but they drop their, their weaponry, anything that's going to hinder them to escape. They left a trail of where they were going. God emptied out the camp with a voice. His word. He can work all things out. He used a woman eating her child, telling the king who wants to assassinate the son of God to be a blessing to the people. I know it's confusing to you, but God works all things out for the good of those who love him, called according to his purpose. I want you to grab it. See, see, sometimes we get so caught up in life events, we think everything's supposed to be roses. But some, sometimes terrible things happen, but there's a blessing coming through. You see how God is working this out. Look, look. He took a, a woman starving, cooking her child, telling a king who's far away from God, who wants to kill the man of God, who's near God, but yet God is still going to bless the king and his people. Let me break that down. You are far away from God, doing things not of God, but God still wants to bless you. You see, look, look, look how it's working here. They go and they find it and they receive it. But then again, we have that one man who did not believe. And the king puts him in charge. Uh-oh. I'm the head man. It's clear. Y'all come on in. It's clear. It's all good. Woo! He gone. They trampled him. They were so excited. Look, look. They were so deprived and so desperate. Seeing all that in front of them, they didn't know what to do. They lost their mind and ran over. But yet, check this out. For the good of the people, they ran out to get the food. That man happened to get trampled. Now, now look, look here, look here, look here, look here. God put this all in order. I, I want you to grab this. This that death and life is, is a mystery to us, but it's not to God. We don't know the day nor the hour. But yet I can't tell you, you can speed up your time by not believing. He died because he did not believe the report. Y'all, y'all, y'all catch that. He died because he did not believe the report. Let me drive this to the New Testament for us. What's the report? That Jesus is God. He is the Son of God who died on the cross and rose from the grave on the third day and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus says, if you believe in me, you shall have everlasting life. Those who do not believe the report will perish. 
the man did not believe the report, he perished. You do not believe the report, you will perish. I don't know how to make it any simpler than that. That's the word of God. Look how he can use the foolishness for wisdom. The lepers, the one nobody wants to touch, nobody wants to be next to because they don't want to cast a disease, but yet they heard the good news from them. It's like you know where you've been, and you go tell somebody where you've come from, and you tell them the good news. Look, even the, the, the person who first heard the message was skeptical. People may not always believe your report, but if it's true, it's true. And all I got to do is tell them, taste and see that the Lord is good to me. All you got to do is taste for yourself. You see, they saw it. They taste of it. Did you see that in text? They taste of it. They ate of it. They saw for themselves. And this is good. We need to go tell somebody else. Has God been good to you? Well, you need to go tell somebody else. These men were ready to die, but yet God says your life is not over yet. Well, I miss somebody. They were facing death. They said, we can die here or we can die over there. But God said, not yet. I still have use for you. Even though you betrayed your people. mm, Even you're willing to surrender to the enemy. mm, You're looking to go to the enemy for help and not turn to me. mm, I'm still able to use you. God works all things out for our good. I ain't going to be here long. Seems like y'all getting bored. It's all right. I'm, 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 I'm going to finish this up. But I want you to grab this here. They took an army that is going against God's people to be a blessing to the people. He used a king who is away from God to lead, to lead the people out there to be a blessing. He used the lepers who are cursed by the law because they have this disease that they can't be in the camp. They can't be in fellowship. But God said, I can still use you. All I'm trying to point out that whether it's your enemy, whether it's your friend, God can use them. But will you believe the report? Will you believe the report? I want to close with this, dealing with his word and how it will be fulfilled. First, I want to point out to us how God can speak through many things. He spoke through a donkey to Balaam. If Balaam did not believe the report, he would have perished. Uh Uh-oh. But he listened to the mouth of a donkey, opened up his eyes and saw an angel with a sword out with fire, ready to cut him down. But he listened to the report and he spared his life. Look at the word of God, what it can do. We see in Genesis, the word spoke creation into existence. He said, let there be, and there was. Whatever he spoke, it became to be. The word holds all things together. Look at what the word does. The word said, let there be sun, let there be moon, let there separate night from day, will separate this water from the earth. He made all of creation. Then the word said, man acting a fool, I'm going to flood. Flood came down. God said, it's good. Remove the water. Water went away. God said, I want, I want to show you how much I love you. He made a rainbow. And God said to himself, this rainbow will remind me of my covenant with you. 
Don't get it twisted. The rainbow is not to remind you. The rainbow is to remind God that he won't curse you again. That's his word. You don't believe me? Go read your Bible. It's right there. God said, I'll remind myself how wicked you are, how I will spare you and won't destroy you by water again. It's going to be by fire. But that's another story. Here we go. Then we see God's word taking the children of Israel out of Egypt. How was his word? His word came to Moses to go to Pharaoh to say, let my people go. And what did Pharaoh do? Let his people go. But after God had to speak ten more times. Here comes darkness. Here comes blood. Here comes locusts. Here comes hell. Here comes fire. Here comes boils. Here comes your son. Now let my people go. They went out. God said, stay right here. I'm going to cause confusion. They, you know, the, Egypt, the Egypt army came after him, right? But yet God put a fire behind them. They didn't know what to do. And while they put a fire behind them, God was working in front of Israel. Y'all missed that. While he put a fire behind them, the enemies behind them, God was still before them. Y'all still didn't catch that. While while the enemy was behind them, God was still leading before them. He made a crooked path straight. My Bible says they walk on dry land. I've been to the beach. And where the water touches, it's never dry. But God spoke it, and it was. What does the God's word do? God's word was evident in Jesus. He was on boats. He said, peace, be still. Had two barley loaves and fish and fed a multitude. He went to a tomb that a man buried so for four days. Four days. Buried in his tomb. Body decomposing now. Rigor mortis done set in. He done stiffed up and crippled. He can't do anything. But God's word came out like this. He did not just say Jenkins, Boo Boo, Tom Tom. He said Lazarus. Because if he said something else, everybody might have got up. Because his word's that powerful. But he didn't want everybody to give up. Because it wasn't time yet. But he said Lazarus. But check this out. He made a big scene out of it. That's what I like about God. He said, roll the stone back. And Lazarus came out and said, take them clothes off him. And let's go eat. His word. What else do you see in his word? Here's his word. I go to prepare a place for you. Who's you? Whoever believes in me. There's two whosoever's. Whosoever's names. Believe? It's what was names down in the land books a lot. Y'all ain't catch that. Okay, I'm, 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 if your name's down in the book of life, <laughs> you ain't going. <laughs> but whosoever believes in him is going. So there's two whosoever's. So whosoever are you? And he says, I'm coming back to prepare a place for you. So that when I come back, you can be with me and I with you. What's his word? His word is just just as you see me go, Peter, James, John, all those disciples. You see me going off with the cloud with the angels. I'm coming back. But it's an exclamation mark. You're going to hear a shout. A trumpet sound. And when that shout comes, you're going to see me in all my glory. 
and a twinkling of an eye, you shall be changed. Oh, death, where is thy victory? You see how the incorruption becomes, you know, the corruption becomes uh, incorruptible. Immortality becomes immortality. God will change us to be more like him forevermore. That's his word. His word is this. You were far from me. I had to kick you out the garden, but I love you so much, I'm going to make a new garden. And it's going to be better than ever before. It's going to have, count, me, count with me, one, two trees of life. And you can eat of this fruit. There's nobody blocking this. As a matter of fact, water's going to come from my throne. <laughs> the water of life is healing on the leaves. That's his word. His word is this. You will be my people. I will be your God. That's the word. Jesus came with this one simple Message. This is the word. Repent. For the kingdom of God is near. But my problem that I got to point out to us, or you believe the message. Because you can't just listen to and say, yeah, I get it, but don't believe it. This man had the nerve to say, can the Lord open up the floodgates? Had the nerve. Maybe he knew about the story in Genesis where God opened up the floodgates and water came down. Or maybe he was thinking about why we read about in the prophet of Malachi how God will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you won't have room for. But obviously he didn't know what he was talking about, so I don't care where he got it from because he didn't know what he was talking about. But I want to point out something to you, that God can open up the floodgates of heaven and pour you out a blessing you won't have room for. I want you to understand that if God says so, it is so. If God wants to, he will. But I want you to understand you might have to go through some stuff just to get some stuff, but catch this, God will get you the stuff because that's his work. All I was trying to tell you today is that God has a word for you. And his word is this. Just trust in me. And you will have everlasting life. You might have to go through famine. You might have to go through war. You might have to go through sickness, leprosy. You might have to go through pain. You might have to go through persecution. Somebody trying to take your life. But God's word can still deliver and heal and provide and protect because that's his word. So go from the outside looking in. All you got to do is believe the word. And you too can be just like those people that were starving and hungry looking to eat their own kids to wake up and see treasures and food that you did not plant, that you did not cook, that you did not make, but becomes yours. I want you to understand, I did not create heaven, nor did I create the earth, but God's going to say it's mine. Oh, man, I'm going to go ahead and close out. It seems like y'all didn't catch that. My Bible tells me I'm a co-heir with Jesus Christ. And since I'm a co-heir, then it's mine. I don't care about you. I'm excited about that. It's my hallelujah. It can't be yours. Do you believe the report? Can't you say amen? Yes. Seems like I boring you. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Cast a report, though. Cast a report. The message is this. 
Repent, for the kingdom of God is near.